Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use. No doubt starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for... February the 3rd in the year of our Lord, 2021. This is our one of two, and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America as our guide. We're convinced that checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers, one of the great peaceful restorative solutions we have at our fingertips. We also don't want a revolution. We'd rather have a restoration of the principles that made America great, one nation standing with God Almighty. But you know what? They're probably not going to let us have a peaceful restoration. They're going to push for revolution at all costs. And sadly, you see it everywhere. As um, Joe Biden calls for, quote, unity, he pushes literally for tyranny. Welcome to the broadcast. Hope you're all doing absolutely fantastic. Quick recap of yesterday's show. Listen to this show, ladies and gentlemen. We had on a man by the name of Joe Lozito. And I got this interview uh, from uh, our folks over at Radio 75. Walt, Walter Yurkew and Scoop Stanton, Peter Stanton, doing a great job over there, Radio 75. And they uh, mentioned, or, you know, I heard about this on their show. And, man, I wanted to get a hold of Joe right away. But the guy's name is Joe Lozito. And Joseph Lozito it's the story about how he went from just the average regular Joe to a New York subway hero. The New York subway hero, My Battle with Evil and the Spree Killer is the name of his book. It's a paperback written in 2014. You got to get your copy on Amazon today. Joe also does a podcast called Coliseum Chronicles, The Penalty Box. The focus of the show is hockey uh, enforcers. Um, who have played for the New York Islanders, I guess. So he's way into hockey, does a hockey podcast. But Maxim Gelman, or Gelman killed four people in Brooklyn before slashing at Joe in the subway. You're going to die, you're going to die, the killer hissed as he plunged a knife into Joe. Joe's normal commute to work turned into a nightmare that day back in 2011. The unfortunate twist to this story, ladies and gentlemen, is all this happened in full view of two New York cops who were on the train specifically to arrest the spree killer Gelman, but they literally sat in the motor coach with the train engineer and watched Joe get sliced and diced. They did nothing. Eventually, Joe took down the killer, got the knife away and stopped him, and then the cops came out and said, we'll take over from here, son, as they rushed Joe to the hospital. Believe it or not, then Joe sued and said, you know what? You guys were supposed to protect me. Uh, by the way, Joe had no weapons. He just used some MMA fighting skills that he saw on TV to take out this thug. Nevertheless, the Manhattan judge dismissed Subway stabbing victim Joe Lazito's lawsuit against the NYPD. Now listen to this. When two officers failed to protect and give him aid, you know what the judge said? You should have no expectations that the cops will protect you. Have you lost your mind, ladies and gentlemen? 
The only reason we have the police in the first place is so that they're supposed to protect us. If they don't protect people and property, what value are these thugs? Anyway, Joe's a great guy and doesn't have a bitter attitude about the events that took place. He did survive. If the knife had plunged uh, just slightly differently, Joe wouldn't be here to tell the tale, that's for sure. Well, anyway, the reason we bring this up and conduct this interview yesterday is because Joe had this happen in 2011 on February the 12th, the anniversary, 10-year anniversary. That's coming up, and boy, are we seeking for justice for Joe. Anyway, that was our one of the broadcast. Hour two, we had on Patrick Simmons, org, and we talked about Joe Biden's out of control and promoting unionism, forced unionism. Here's what Joe, Bri- Joe Biden brazenly proclaimed. We should change the federal law to where there's no right to work allowed anywhere in the country. I mean, I'm telling you right now, ladies and gentlemen, Joe Biden might have become president by hook or by crook, but this guy is a flat-out criminal in the White House. He literally thinks he's in the legislative body. Anyway, we also talked about the New York City police haven't learned their lesson from the Joe Zito case at all. A nine-year-old little girl got pepper sprayed and handcuffed by the cops just recently. The video's going viral. People are freaking out. No wonder folks hate the cops. We also talked about non-voters and registered Democrats were among those who were arrested in the Capitol protest. Hannah Blow for Breitbart writes the piece. We talked about an 18-year-old college student turns his father into the FBI. Wow. Gets $138,000 on GoFundMe. We can't raise five bucks around here. It's crazy. Political commentator Stephen Crowder is going to sue Facebook now. Says unfair practices. I pray for Steven Crowder in that lawsuit, but don't think it'll go very well. All right. They say they're treating conservative content unfairly. Also, President's actions puts American women and children at risk. Come on, man. Allowing men to use women's bathrooms is just simply bad policy. Take action. Sign the petition. American Family Association stand against Joe and his abuse. We also talked about pharmaceutical giant Merck. Recently dropped out and ended its COVID-19 vaccine trials. Maybe they're not as safe and effective and Merck didn't want to get sued. Anyway, time will tell. We'll keep an eye on that ball. And that's a recap of yesterday's broadcast. Hard-hitting news the network refused to use starts now. And Becky Akers, well-known author and commentator with me. Welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live. Thank you, Sam. It's always a pleasure and a privilege. Before we go on, what do you think of the summary yesterday's show? Joe Lazito's case is crazy. Actually, the court is absolutely correct. This is why I have never understood conservative love affair with cops. Cops are not required under the law to protect anyone. Okay? I haven't yet found the state. This is not the case. It's written into their contract, as far as I understand it. I've written articles on this and had to research it, so I was astounded when I found out cops are not hired to protect us, okay? And everybody should realize that they are hired to protect the state to keep insurrections from arising, and we saw that very clearly with the Capitol cops on January 6th. They are hired to keep the peace in the streets so that the state is not held liable for any kind of fight or battle. 
that we might have. This is why cops are so in favor often of disarming people. Okay, they don't want us shooting back at them when they quell our riots and our protests against injustice. Um, they are not required at all to enter a home or business if there's a crime in progress. Not required. Okay, the state's primary purpose in fielding a police force is to defend itself from us and, very importantly, to quote, raise revenue. Those are COP's two primary functions. And Sam, it may help to understand all this if we realize that COP's in the 18th century were the armies that kings financed, okay? In other words, so people understand they were one and the same, ladies and gentlemen. One and the same. Uh, This is one reason why the American founding fathers were so upset at having soldiers quartered among them. They did not want what we would call cops patrolling their streets, coming into their homes, searching for contraband, like cops search for drugs today and guns and other things. The founders actually went to war to prevent that. And conservatives today who claim to be on the founder's side actually want cops patrolling. They want it so much they will pay for it. I hope you all understand now how absolutely destructive this is to freedom. We would be far better off defending ourselves from the few true criminals that are out there, not the criminals that the state manufactures. When somebody wants to take methamphetamine and another guy is willing to sell it to him, that's not a crime. It's a shame. It's a tragedy. It's a sin. But it's not a crime, and the state has no right to interfere. And when it does, it creates an underworld and a black market and killings and all the violence that goes along with that. All right? So that's what your taxes are paying for. You are paying for bodyguards for the state, not for yourself. And you are paying so that you have the privilege of paying more taxes, which are disguised as tickets and fines. I am totally opposed to cops, and I hope after hearing the reasons why, you are too. You know, it's a tough balance. And I know in Becky's mind, she would say it's not. They're all criminal and they're all bad guys. And I understand a lot of that. But I also understand, at least for my in my mind, And this, you know, um, there is a proper role for saying, hey, let's have someone keep the peace. Let's have someone stop the bad guy. Uh, Like in Joe Lozito's case, here's an example. You got government transportation, which is problem number one, forcing everybody together in some scenario. That's part of the Communist Manifesto. So let's, let's start there for a second. But these cops literally, as this thug, Tried to get into the, the to the motorcade or whatever, the cops repelled him and stopped him from that. But then they hit in the motorcade with the engineer, while Joe got sliced and diced with a knife by this evil murderous thug. Uh, let's come back talk about it for a second on Liberty Roundtable Live. Okay, girls, about finished with your lesson on money. Daddy, what is a buy sell spread for gold coins? 
Well, when you sell a gold coin to a coin shop that's worth, say, $1,200, you don't actually get $1,200. But don't worry, we're members of UPMA now, so we don't have to worry about that. Daddy, we'll have somebody steals our gold. We don't have any gold at the house. It's stored safely in the UPMA vault, securely and insured. But the S&P 500 outperformed gold. Daddy, gold is a bad investment. Some people do think of it that way, but actually gold is money. And as members of the United Precious Metals Association, we can use our gold at any store, just like a credit card. Or I can ask them to drop it right into mommy and daddy's bank account because we're a UPMA member family. Find out more at upma.org. That's upma.org. Why don't we say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less? Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? Anybody better have a 1% pay cut? You deal with it. That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's gonna do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans. Who are they? Democrats. Who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt, and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency. I know Becky's getting ready to protest loudly, but hang tight. We're going to get to it. Becky's going to love it, ladies and gentlemen. Becky Akers with me? I am. I understand. Good reason, too. We'll talk about it, ladies and gentlemen. So, you know, the average Joe, pardon the pun, like Joe Zito, is thinking, you know what? The cops should have protected me. They were right there. They have every obligation. They're funded by us taxpayers. And you know what? They have a duty to perform. But sadly, ladies and gentlemen, Becky is right on this reality. And that's kind of the problem with this discussion is that you can't argue. Listen carefully to me. You can't argue that Becky's wrong because the second you do, you will lose based on the current laws. Now, a lot of Americans are saying, well, we got to have the cops because when things run off the rails, it gets really bad. Well, ask Joe. That's true. The problem with the narrative or the discussion, uh, in my opinion, becomes a false discussion. So here's what will happen in the false discussion. All right. Uh, Somebody will say, well, we need cops because they got to protect us. We need protection. Well, the fact that we need protection maybe from bad guys from time to time uh, is the discussion. The how we get protection, who we get protection from and when we get protection and what funds the protection Uh, and who controls the protection, those become, in my opinion, quintessential questions. Absolutely vital questions to discuss, understand, and should drive, in my opinion, the core of the argument. So listen carefully, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know if you know much about this, but the headline that I got says this. Dear friends and supporters of the Thick Red Line Project. 
Wow, that escalated quickly, they write. After James Corbett of the Corbett Report interviewed us in mid-November, we were inundated. We went radio silent as our tiny team tried to figure out how to respond to all this coverage and requests that we've received. And here's what we've learned in our first three months. One, there's a tremendous demand universally for safe communities, and that includes moral and responsible policing. Listen. Having a thick red line sheriff's office or police department will make a huge difference in this. Human capital will go where it's wanted, and it will stay where it is well-treated. It cannot be driven. It must be attracted. Walter Iston, too. There's an amazing level of support available for sheriffs, chiefs, constables, and Mounties, that's in Canada, to go thick red line. It's widespread. It's non-political. It's international. Wow. It unites the left and right for diverse but complementary reasons. And it goes on. There's very few things that almost everyone in the world can agree on. And they happen to be the thick red line principles. Do you know what the thick red line principles are, ladies and gentlemen? They are as follows. Live and let live. Do unto others. And no victim, no crime. We're going to provide local groups these fundamentals and discuss them. Becky, are you familiar with the Thick Line Project? No, I'm not, but I see several flaws already. <laughs> um, it sounds very idealistic. It's unfortunate human nature does not work this way. Um, people who are set aside and paid, I'm assuming that what they want to do is keep cops Taxpayer supported, is that correct? In other words, the, the cop's paycheck is going to continue to come from the state. Where do you think their loyalty is going to lie? Well, so here's what these guys want they want to crowdsource fund a security force and get it off the government dole so they answer to we the people. Okay, that's a different matter. Um, I would also suggest that, you know, we have a lot of uh, private market cop forces already. It's just that we don't call them that. Uh, one thing that uh, um, state-paid cops like to do is poke fun at these private market ones. So you say a mall cop, and everybody has great disdain. But mall cops are great guys. Think about it. What is their job? Their job is to keep the peace eject any troublemakers, watch over that particular property. In other words, okay. protect the property of the private property owner. That's right. They're not interested in whether or not you go home and smoke some weed, nor are they going to stop you and frisk you to see if you have a gun. All they're interested in is maintaining the peace and stability of the mall property and preventing shoplifting. Okay, and coupled with that is their deference to customers. They've been told by mall management, don't tick people off. Don't stop somebody on suspicion because then we lose a shopper. Okay, again, they're not interested in running your lives the way the state is. 
All they are interested in is preventing any type of harm to the mall, okay? We have similar situations in other private areas. For instance, a factory that hires a night watchman. I'm sure he's called some jargony term now, so I apologize to all the night watchmen out there but um, for not knowing that term. But a night watchman, again, he doesn't care if you're home shooting up with heroin. Okay, all he's interested in is when you come to his place to cause trouble, he's going to do something about it. This is a long way of saying when we have private security, that is the optimal uh, situation because they are concerned only with doing the job they've been hired to do. They're not paid to police your private life. They are paid to police what you're doing on their particular territory, okay? And that's the extent of their involvement. So if that's what these folks intend to do, that sounds fine. That would definitely be an improvement over the current situation. But I would say, too, um, modern Americans are so far removed from the ideals of autonomy and independence. That's what we should strive for. The Father and husband of a family is charged by Almighty God with defending that family physically and spiritually. It is the father's responsibility, one that too many American men are willing to farm out to the state or to a hired gun, in the case of private. Um, I, I really think we need to get back to that model where a man is armed and capable and will defend his home. And by the way, this also scotches all ideals of feminism, which is nothing but Marxism brought down to the uh, uh, female level. Um, it helps reinforce a man's supremacy in his home, helps reinforce the idea that the home is the castle. I think that would be the ultimate model, but this thick red line is a, a good alternative to the current uh, situation, which is just out of hand and will continue to milk us all and rob us and let us be victimized. Sam, it uh, sounds like Joe's story. I'm not familiar with it. I had not heard it before, but it sounds like his story completely proves the point. Oh, it no doubt proves the point. Not maybe, okay. not kind of. It doubles down and proves the point like you wouldn't believe. They let this private citizen be almost massacred, just oh, yeah. while the train conductor, who is a fellow employee of the state, they defended. So just take a lesson. I mean, it's crazy to keep bellowing for, for more funding. Black Lives Matter is a Marxist organization, and I despise and hate and loathe them, but... When they call to defund the cops, there's now we know they're doing it for the wrong reasons, but that idea is a sterling one. All right. Now, I want to bring this up right now because there are there are so many things going on in our nation with Joe. In my opinion, and I'm going to call him this, folks, criminal Joe uh, is pushing for it. It is shocking. And what the extremists in our nation are pushing for. All right. Headline says this. No charges for cop who killed woman at the Capitol. So this uh, veteran who, you know, was there at the Capitol. We don't have any evidence she was committing violence. Uh, but literally the cops shot her. She's dead now. 
and uh, there's no charges. No charges for cop who killed woman at the Capitol. So they're going to run around and tell you how many people died, five people died, and it's all crazy, and, and all the bad people that went to the Capitol and wanted to, uh, you know, show their redress or ask for a redress of grievance and, and assemble it. Hey, the cops are the only one that really blatantly killed somebody, and now there's no charges. We'll come back, and I bet you respond to that. Black Lives Matter, by the way, has been nominated for a 2021 Nobel Peace Prize as well, ladies and gentlemen. Norwegian member of parliament pushing for this. Hang tight. Liberty Roundtable live. Proclaiming liberty across the land. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. Five very young children in a man are dead after a suspected family member opens fire in a rampage early Tuesday morning. Muskogee, Oklahoma Police Chief Johnny Teehee said, You think mass murder with adults. When you have to put that with regards to babies, it's tough. Muskogee Officer Lynn Hamlin IDs the suspect. The suspect was taken into custody a short time later this morning, um, and his name is Jaron Dijon Pridgen. Court records show Pridgen had a previous felony conviction for assault and battery with a weapon and a couple of misdemeanor convictions. The House impeachment managers on Tuesday laid out their case against President Trump, asserting that he was singularly responsible for the occupation of the Capitol last month and must be convicted and barred from holding office in the future. Amazon announced on Tuesday that founder Jeff Bezos will step down as CEO in the third quarter of this year and transition to executive chair of the company's board. USA Radio News. Balance of nature is fruits and vegetables in a capsule. Changing the world one life at a time. I've been taking vitamins off and on my whole adult life, and I've never seen any change. Not like this, not since I've been on balance of nature. I used to take prescription medication for uh, muscle aches and stuff. I don't take that anymore. I wish I would have started it back when I first heard about it on the radio. And if I can give Balance of Nature any advice, keep it out on the radio because I still hear these commercials from time to time, and I'm thinking, you know, you people need to listen up. I mean, I'm over 50. And, you know, your body starts wearing down. But now with nature has literally changed my life. It really has. Get a wide variety of all your daily recommended servings of whole fruits and vegetables without having to leave your home. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code USA. Captain Sir Tom Moore didn't make it. USA Radio News' Dan Naraki reports. The centenarian who raised more than $40 million for Britain's National Health Service charities has died. Captain Sir Tom Moore passed away after being hospitalized over the weekend with breathing issues. Moore had tested positive for COVID-19 last week. He became a viral sensation last year when he started a fundraising walk, vowing to walk 100 laps of his yard before his 100th birthday. The World War II veteran was knighted by Queen Elizabeth in a special ceremony in July. Moore was 100. From the USA Radio News Ohio Bureau, I'm Dan Naraki. Captain Tom leaves behind two adult children, Hannah and Lucy. SpaceX's latest Starship prototype launched on Tuesday, soaring miles above South Texas in a successful flight demonstration before exploding during the landing attempt. It's a second failed landing in a row after a previous prototype, SN8, failed to land also. Thanks for listening. It's well appreciated. We are USA Radio News. 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, Sam Bushman, Becky Akers on your radio. Becky Akers is an author, ladies and gentlemen. She wrote some incredible novels. Benedict Arnold, ladies and gentlemen. You think that you know the story of Benedict? You probably don't. Abducting Arnold is her book telling the other side of the Benedict Arnold story. Incredible novel, get it before it's banned. Also, Hailstorm, an incredible book about one of the greatest patriots ever known to the world, Nathan Hale. Great books. Get your copies today. So, Becky, I don't know if you would be a fan of the thick red line because they say on top of their webpage, um, they talk about the immorality of victimless crimes, which you would agree with. Right. But then they and they talk about the criminality of civil asset forfeiture, which we yeah. would agree with. But then they would say this. What if there was one single change to policing that would bring peace to the streets? Save the taxpayers billions in the COVID lockdowns, eliminate 60,000 SWAT team raids a year and restore respect for the police. <laughs> all right. Uh, so, all the respect they can handle. So, I book. bring this up because Tom Woods and others are leaders of this group. I need to learn more about them. I'm not as anti cop as uh, Becky is, ladies and gentlemen. However, I get her points that you know what? Their contract is with people who are against you. Their contract is not to protect and defend you like you think that it is. And uh, the Joe Zito case proves Becky's point. This other case example that I just gave you about no charges for a cop who killed a woman at the Capitol proves the point. Now Black Lives Matter has been nominated for a Nobel, Nobel Peace Prize. Stacey Abrams, the communist black lady, I guess she's uh, nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize as well. So you look at this thing, though, and you go, hey, if there's no charges for the cop who killed a woman, they didn't need to kill her, folks. Okay? And then when you get this situation where uh, the Joe Zito story that I gave you, and you go, what are, the, what are cops doing? And the answer is Becky's right. They're protecting the state. Now, I agree that if we can get them to jettison their funding from the state and take funding from the people directly, uh, you know, you might have appropriate protection and they might actually take care of you. But with the current laws on the books, those kind of um, security agents, if you will, private security agents, they're going to run up against the cops. And the cops are going to start calling the security agent terrorists. Why? Because government doesn't want any challenge to their authority, Becky. Oh, absolutely. Yep. Now, so, I'm not saying that's right. I'm just telling you that's the showdown uh, yep. with this kind of an idea. Uh, the idea is a good one to protect ourselves and have somebody answer to us. I agree with the concept. I'm not so sure how well it will work. We're too far down the road of tyranny right now. Uh, yes, Sam. And there's another factor coming into play here. People are, Americans, I should say, are very scared and timid and uh, worried because, first of all, they all watch TV, and we should realize that television is nothing but outright propaganda, okay? Even shows like Mayberry RFD, okay? Remember how lovable Andy Taylor was as sheriff and Aunt B and 
Opie and just such a cute little kid and such a well-meaning and benevolent and and wise sheriff watching over. Okay, what does that do? That inculcates the idea in us that cops are a great thing, okay? And there were other programs, too, um, in addition to the nightly news, okay? The nightly news is nothing but in-house propaganda from the government to whitewash its crimes against us. So whether we're talking about fictional programs on TV that are simply entertainment or the nightly news, you are getting a heavy, heavy dose of propaganda. And the state is telling you exactly what to think and giving you ideas and telling you what it wants you to believe about things, all right? Now, it's a little bit beyond just propaganda, deception, white lies. It's blatant fake news designed to completely derail common sense and and appropriate thought. Yes, absolute brainwashing. One of the ideas the state plants via its newscast, via its programming, such as, I don't watch TV, so I don't know the different programs, but there was one on for a while that had, that the music went da-da-dum-dum, and it was all about costs and how they went around solving all these crimes, okay? The idea is that we are just a surrounded by criminals. They are lurking behind every bush. They are waiting to rape your women folk. They are waiting to kill you, murder you, torture you. They are ready to rob you blind everywhere you go. It's dangerous. We need cops. We need the state to protect us because there are all these horrible people out there, not to mention the drug dealers. Oh, goodness gracious, who's going to save us from the drug dealers? Okay? Well, you got to worry about the child molesters and the child traffickers and the kidnappers, oh, too, by golly. Horrible. Just horrible. And DHS is right on that, boy. It's out there hyping all the child trafficking and the child molesting. Of course, the Department of Homeland Security feels one of the biggest forces of child molesters at airports. Okay? TSA, how many kids have they groped? How many children have they put their hands down their pants? How many little girls have they groped their chest? Uh, but that's okay because that's DHS. Actually, they had to quit doing that a few years ago because there was so much public outrage. But I'm simply pointing out that there's a very huge double standard. But let me go back to my original point, which is television, radio, the mainstream news works overtime propagandizing us to believe that it is a big, bad, dangerous world out there, and we need the state to protect us. This is not true, okay? Not true. If you get into crime statistics, you will see that crimes have plummeted across the board. The more armed Americans we have, the further crime plummets. Thanks to Obama, who was one of the um, gun manufacturer's best salesmen, and I expect Biden is going to turn out to be even better salesman. More and more Americans are armed. If you don't own a gun, I urge you to go out and buy not one but two or three because the more guns we have, the safer we're going to be. The more criminals are reluctant, the few true criminals that are out there, uh, the more reluctant they're going to be to assault people. The other problem you have with with propaganda from the mainstream news and, and news media is that the state loves to manufacture criminals. 
okay? Because that makes us more reliant on the state to protect us. The more criminals there are, the happier the state is. So they manufacture them. They turn drug dealers into criminals, okay? Now, only certain types of drugs, because Big Pharma funds politicians to the tune of hundreds of billions of dollars a year. Okay, so politicians are beholden to Big Pharma. And this incredibly dangerous experimental mRNA vaccine, quote, vaccines in quotes there because it's not a vaccine, okay? This is one example of Big Pharma's offering. It kills people just as surely as illegal drugs do. It harms and endangers and puts people into convulsions, but it's protected and legal because it gives a lot of money to government, okay? The average seller of pot out on the street likely doesn't contribute to the Dems or the Republicans, okay? So he's persecuted and hunted by the cops, even though marijuana has been proven to alleviate symptoms of multiple sclerosis along with other illnesses, okay? So this and is and by the way, not, not just a few other illnesses, many. Right. This is total hypocrisy, but my main point is that the media has convinced us, criminals surround us, it is incredibly dangerous out there. We need the state. If you just get out from in front of your television and you go out different places, you will see how false this narrative is. If you are a television watcher, I strongly suggest you unplug it, throw it out the nearest window, and never look at it again because you are not getting truth. You are getting lies the state has concocted and wants you to believe for its own aggrandizement. Now, ladies and gentlemen, as I mentioned, I'm not as anti-cop as Becky is. I understand her position. Her position's worth discussing. Uh, her viewpoints uh, have validity. There's no doubt about it. Uh, and a lot of people are going to criticize me because I um, am the vice president of operations of the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association. And they say, Sam, you know, you're supposedly pro-cop and you have radio shows on your network that you fund and syndicate that are very pro-cop and stuff like that. I get it, folks. There's a, a slippery slope, though, about how, you know, where uh, the security in America lies. In the beginning, they had sheriffs that were elected by the people that were local in the county. That's a big difference in elected sheriff versus an appointed police chief. So there's a slippery slope here that must be kind of thought about and dealt with as well. Uh, but I also want to talk about what they're doing in Washington. Joe Biden's preaching unity. It's all propaganda, folks. Hang tight. You know where the solution can be found, Mr. President? In churches, in wedding chapels in maternity wards across the country and around the world. More babies will mean forward-looking adults, the sort we need to tackle long-term, large-scale problems. American babies in particular are likely going to be wealthier, better educated, and more conservation-minded than children raised in still industrializing countries. As economist Tyler Cowen recently wrote, quote, by having more children, you're making your nation more populous, thus boosting its capacity to solve climate change. The planet does not need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally. The solution to so many of our problems at all times and in all places is to fall in love, get married. 
and have some kids. Have we realized the assault against our lives, our liberties, our faith? To defeat this assault, Christians and all people of goodwill should have strategies to prevail in our faith and principles, which are simple. No need for a complex formula. One goal, one aim. A strategy like the heroic Christians of the past. We win, they lose. Nothing less. Big Q, Little Q. The Calm Before the Storm by a friend of Megagoria. The Strategy of Heaven Revealed. Big Q, Little Q. The Calm Before the Storm. Available on Amazon.com or by calling Caritas in the U.S. at 205 672 2000. And some people would say, Sam, if you're not fond of QAnon, why are you running a QAnon commercial? Ladies and gentlemen, I believe in free speech above all. All right, and I don't have to agree with everybody everywhere all the time. Okay, just because I air views from someone who believes in QAnon, that doesn't mean I have to believe in QAnon. Okay, just because Becky is extremely anti-cop, that doesn't mean I have to agree with her 100%. Uh, but we do agree on some fundamentals, and that is free speech. We agree with uh, appropriate discussions and discourse in America. You know what? We can discuss these things. We can advocate for our positions. And we don't have to be threatened by somebody else's position. I'm not threatened by Becky's position. She's not threatened by mine. My position, though, is, you know what? A lot of cops act like the blue plague. There's no doubt about it. And they need to be stopped. Um, But the problem is, you know what? Their contract allows them to do most of what they do. That's why the courts don't prosecute them and stop them. That's why there's no charges for this cop who killed the woman at the Capitol. That's why Joe Zito was in such trouble, because the cops are, hey, they're not obligated. And so Americans need to get caught up on this and understand. I think there's a big difference between an elected sheriff uh, and an appointed police chief. Now, um, Becky would say, hey, both of those are, are the bad guys. And to some degree, that's true. But there's a big difference in who they answer to. If we take it out of government and create a private security group and I can hire people to protect my home and the answer to me Becky's saying that's the way she prefers it to be uh, and I don't mean to put words in your mouth I'm just articulating what I understand Becky uh, right. but you would say that's the answer right I would say that's one answer I think a better answer is if you are the the husband and father it is your God-given responsibility to protect your family you need to learn how to do that and you need to arm yourself accordingly that's the best answer are you able to hire that out to someone? Because uh, there may be husbands and fathers that are physically disabled in some way. That would be the second best solution. But this idea that the government will hire armed warriors to protect us is utter fallacy. All right. Here's the interesting headline. They fought the border fence forever. I've never been for a border fence. A lot of people are for border walls and all this kind of stuff. But I simply say when you can lock people out with a wall or a fence or some type of barrier, you know, you can lock people in too, ladies and gentlemen. Be very careful with that reality check by government as well. But now they want the Great Wall of Washington, Becky. According to Joe Biden, listen to this. Democrats were supposed to be building bridges, not walls. 
tell that to his party leaders. Now they want a a wire razor a razor wire fence. A permanent razor wire fence around the Capitol complex. These people are just too much. They're afraid of us, Sam. They know that Marxism is unpopular in this country with the deplorables, very popular in cities. Uh, New York City is heavily Marxist. Uh, Boston, Los Angeles, San Francisco, all of these cities are heavily Marxist. But the deplorables out there in flyover country abhor Marxism. And so the rulers in D.C. are very, very fearful of us, which is exactly how we want them to be. I say let them build more and more walls around themselves because, as you said, walls can keep people in just as they can keep them out. And when the revolution comes, because it must, these Marxists will not give up power until they hear bullets whining past them. When the revolution comes— those walls are going to make it very easy to surround and contain our enemies and the enemies of all mankind, American politicians and bureaucrats. Now, let's be very clear. We're not wanting a revolution. We're not wanting bullets to whine past. What we really want is people to simply be free, to obey the Savior Jesus Christ as they choose, uh, and to be left alone. Uh, what Becky's point, though, is that these socialists, these communists, whatever ests you want to add to this, they will not allow that to happen. They must, in their minds, lord over us. And that's what's going to cause the war. We're not advocating for it, necessarily. We just want them to leave us alone. But we're telling you that these people are evil, and it really is a Satan versus Jesus discussion. And they will not let it go. They love war. They love destruction. They love lording over people. And that thirsty appetite for that or that desire in, in them uh, is really driving this reality check, Becky. Yes, and you don't need to take our word for it, Sam. Anybody listening who is skeptical, go research what happens any time Marxists take over a country. We are not the first country whose election they have stolen. We are not the first country that they have uh, assaulted and taken over. Any country, a whole string of them. You can look at Venezuela. You can look at Cambodia. You can look at Russia uh, in the 1917 Bolshevik Revolution. You can look at any country where communists have come to power, and you will find out they follow a set script. Uh, what we're watching right now is the first stages where they purge people, okay, where they vilify certain groups. The next stage is going to be imprisonment and execution, all right? Just go and read a history of the Cambodian killing fields. Go read about the Bolshevik Revolution. You will find the, the blueprint for how communists take over a country. They do not deviate from it. And unfortunately— the only way any country has ever gotten rid of them is by a full-scale revolt with guns and cannon and ammunition and patriots committed to expelling these Satanist worshipers from their country. Okay, And Sam, I want to emphasize what you said about this being a battle between good and evil. It very much is. Karl Marx uh, worshipped Satan. It's been documented. Over and over again, I mentioned our last broadcast that Richard, Richard Wormbrand of uh, Voice of the Martyrs has a book in which he documented from, from Karl Marx's papers and poetry that he wrote to Satan 
that Marx deliberately formulated communism to be a parody on Christianity. Okay, it was his way of blaspheming Almighty God. And you don't have to take Richard Wernbrand's word for it either. There are numerous works out there that document Karl Marx's worship of Satan. So educate yourselves. If you don't think what Biden is doing and his whole administration of sodomites and freaks and blasphemers, if you don't think what they are doing is a direct attack on Almighty God, you haven't done your research. It is hard to even comprehend, ladies and gentlemen, but they're planning to build a wall around the Capitol. I just look at that. It's called the Great Wall of Washington. Oh, boy. I understand Becky's point. You know what? Lock these people in. But listen to this. And I want to bring this up because there's a couple of other uh, points here to make. Let me prove to you the deep state exists from both sides of the aisle. Okay, this is government bureaucrats against the rest of us, sad to say. But Lindsey Graham is speaking out now in defense of Donald Trump. Listen to this. About time. Lindsey Graham threatens Democrats, quote, if you call even one witness for impeachment trial, we will open up Pandora's box. Let me say this again. Lindsey Graham threatens Democrats. If you call even one witness for impeachment trial, we will open up Pandora's box. And so here's what's interesting to me. Lindsey Graham um, may not have (laughs) meant to admit this. And this is why Liberty Roundtable Live takes a different twist on the headlines from everybody else. Everybody else is going to go, yeah, Lindsey, way to defend the Donald. Good for you. Get him. And now the left-right deceptive, dishonest, satanic paradigm continues, and everybody thinks Lindsey Graham's a hero. Now, I get that they're unfairly dealing with Trump, but that's what the swamp does. I'm not really um, here to praise Trump all day long, but I am here to acknowledge uh, when he's right sometimes. But here's the point. If Lindsey Graham says to Democrats, hey, if you call even one witness for impeachment, we'll open up Pandora's box. Then what he's agreeing is that if you don't, we'll keep Pandora's box closed. Think of the opposite discussion about this. If Lindsey Graham will open up Pandora's box if they call one witness for impeachment, then that means if they don't call a witness for impeachment, he won't open up Pandora's box. And this is how the swamp on both sides protected itself. I would simply ask Lindsey Graham as a reporter, Lindsey, what's in Pandora's box that you're agreeing to keep closed in a backhanded way, sir? What is in Pandora's box that you're not going to release the Kraken on if they don't bring up a witness? Because the opposite is true. If you're going to open up Pandora's box if they bring up witnesses or call one witness, then it means you're agreeing to keep Pandora's box closed, right? What are you covering up, Lindsay? And you know what? We need to find that out and put him in jail for the cover-up. Don't know what it is, but I'm saying we need to vet that big time, Becky. Isn't that an interesting admission? It's a fascinating admission, and it's also, as you point out, an incredibly um, insider's view of the utter corruption attending every facet of government. Every single facet. These people are bought and paid for, but we seldom get that inside information as clearly as Graham just gave it to us. Now, the White House is asking reporters to submit questions ahead of daily press briefings now as well. So now Lindsey Graham, the media, they're all in bed with the deep state saying, hey, we won't open up Pandora's box. Joe Biden, White House says, hey, to the press, 
please ask your questions ahead of the daily press briefing so we can be ready for them. I mean, this is insanity on steroids, but that's what they're all admitting to right now in front of your face, blatantly. And how many people have the, the ability to even think through it and ask the right questions, Becky? You know, Sam, that's a fascinating point, how many people have the ability to think through it. Uh, I was speaking about that with a friend recently, and I was condemning the vast majority of Americans because they are such reflexive Marxists, okay? What I mean by that is you'll get a good, quote, conservative, and yet that conservative will fight tooth and nail for his Social Security payments, okay? His objection to Social Security is never that it is theft, that it steals from those who have and gives to those who won't work, don't want to work, can't work, whatever. And let me say that anyone who can't work needs to be on voluntary charity, not on the tax rolls. Um, but at any rate, if there's an attack on Social Security, good conservatives who would never approve of outright Marxism will be there defending it. Same thing with the schools. Let there be anyone saying we need to defund the public. Oh, no, 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 no. I vote for tax increases every time because my kid goes to the public schools and I need money for him. This is Marxism, okay? When you divorce the funding well, of— Well, it's the 10th it's plank of the Communist Manifesto, so it's Marxism, but it's also flat-out communism. Yes, absolutely. Anytime you divorce payments from the people who are receiving the good or service, you've got communism. Anytime you try to make— Everyone pay for something that only a few people are benefiting from. This is communism. Anytime you pull the lever of government in the favor of the few at the expense of the many. It's communism. It's communism, ladies and gentlemen. You can call it any road you want. You can act like it's a peaceful high road. It's still the same. It's evil and it's got to stop. So... That's, that's what we're up against, Sam. One hour in the can. Becky Akers with me for two hours, ladies and gentlemen. Becky uh, doesn't want any government at all. I want very little government. We may not agree on everything, but we can certainly agree to disagree agreeably. And we can certainly uh, express our views and work on the things that we do uh, have time to agree on and focus on. And most importantly, we don't need to be threatened by each other's views. Imagine that for America, ladies and gentlemen. Are the others capable of not being threatened and having that kind of open conversation? I wish they would because we could change America if they did. Back in a second, hour one in the can, two coming up. God save the republic. Top the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show. Talk show. All right, ladies and gentlemen, happy to have you along. Sam Bushman, Becky Akers, breaking it down just for you. Hard-hitting talk at your fingertips, I'll tell you that right now. LibertyRoundtable.com, Becky Akers is a well-known author, does a phenomenal job. Hailstorm, her book about Nathan Hale, incredible novel. Abducting Arnold, an incredible second book. Buy them before they're banned. Revolutionary new novels, ladies and gentlemen. Get your copies today. Just type in Becky Akers, Hailstorm, or Becky Akers, Abducting Arnold. Incredible books. Last hour, we talked about the thick red line principles 
They sound great, live and let live. Do unto others and no victim, no crime, but they seem a little too wanting to defend the cops for me. Ladies and gentlemen, now understand that Becky Aker doesn't want any government, uh, and she believes that we can do everything privately. Uh, I slightly believe differently. I want most of the government gone, 90% of it, but I do believe there's a proper constitutional role uh, necessary so that there's not a vacuum of power and then a greater force takes over. Uh, So there might be a proper role uh, in my view. And we don't uh, see everything identical. But here's the point I was making last hour, Becky, and I think this is worth kind of highlighting. It's okay if we don't agree on everything. And one of the geniuses of America was that ability to think for ourselves and believe as we choose. And, man, the founding fathers weren't afraid of those open, candid, even sometimes rowdy discussions. Uh, but we yeah. seem to be today. Yes. Yes, today. But then again, Sam, the founders were not dealing with outright communists. And that is the problem we have currently. We are dealing with Marxist committed ideologues in government um, you know, John Kerry. Uh, and, open, was, and openly so, I might add. Openly so. Openly so. Uh, uh, John Kerry, with his very smug advice to people whose jobs this administration has just destroyed, people who work in oil and gas, and they've uh, Biden has destroyed the pipeline now, put all those jobs on hold. And John Kerry's smug advice from this multimillionaire who owns his own private aircraft well, you'll just have to make better choices on your employment. That is sheer Marxism, where the elite live one way and the elite live in luxury while all of us serfs serve them. And all of us serfs are there just to make their lives easier, make them feel important. Um, this, this is just outrageous. But that's one reason why the founders weren't afraid of discussion is because they weren't dealing with Marxists who will try to shut off all dissenting voices. So I have two kinds of people. Some people call me and they say, why do you have Becky on? She's a radical anarchist. She's crazy. And others, the majority of our listeners say, when's Becky coming on? We want to <laughs> hear from Becky. And my response to all of you, naysayers and lovers of Becky, I am a lover of Becky and her viewpoint, and I'll tell you why. This is America. That's where the genius comes from. And what are we afraid of? Becky maybe politely, peacefully, patiently educating you to her point of view, and that someday you might agree? Is that what you're afraid of? What are you afraid of with Becky's viewpoints? Oh, that she might devolve the government into, uh, there'd be no government left anymore, and by golly, we'd all be at risk. Oh, yeah, nobody's at risk right now. Everybody's all good, right? See, the logic just melts down is the problem, Becky. And in your views, even if I don't agree with everything perfectly, uh, I'm not afraid of your views. I think your views have uh, absolute validity in the marketplace of ideas. I'm glad you do, Sam, because my views pretty much are taken right directly from some of the founders. Um, Men like Sam Adams, uh, men like Patrick Henry, they were pretty much anarchical as I am. They understood that our main enemy is physical force. And the people who espouse physical force is a moral means of controlling us. Now, when we, when I say, and when Sam Adams would invade against government, and when Patrick Henry would invade against it, and there were others as well, when we say, I don't want anyone forcing me 
to do X, Y, Z. Uh, we have a perfect example in this pandemic now, plandemic, um, totally fake uh, epidemic that the uh, government has used to further its own powers. Um, and now they're talking about forcibly vaccinating people who don't want it, okay? This is outrageous. Nobody has the right to use physical compulsion against me, especially that person who says, but this is for your own good. I am the judge of what's for my own good. Well, hold on. Hold on. I want you to say this again, because I think this is fundamental to the sacred cause of liberty, ladies and gentlemen. Say that again, Becky. This is really important to understand. I am responsible for determining what is for my own good. I am responsible for my own life. I am responsible for my decisions. When they are bad, when I get hurt from my own decisions, I am responsible for bearing the consequences. I do not need, nor do I want, the state coming in with force, compelling me to make better decisions. If I decide I want to shoot up heroin all day and lie in my filth, that is my decision. I do not need a social worker coming along, bringing a cop, putting me in jail, getting me to sober up. What I decide is for my life is my decision. As soon as you say to me, no, 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 you can't do that. That's not good for you. You have crossed the line into utter evil. You may not bring force against me because you would not want me to bring force against you. You know, Sam, I look out there at the vast majority of people, and they just waste their lives, okay? While I'm reading history and learning about politics, they're watching sports. Utter waste of time in my book. And by my opinion, going out and spending thousands of dollars on a rare car is foolish. Why don't you spend it on books? Aren't you glad, all you sports fans and all you car fanatics, aren't you glad I can't force my values onto you, you don't want and, to. And aren't you even more appreciative that Becky wouldn't by choice because she doesn't believe and, in it? Uh, never would I, Sam. I realize I am a sinner. I am a fallible human being. I make lots of mistakes. I don't want, nor should any rational human being, want the authority to tell other people how to live their lives. I'm not going to do it. I don't want to be responsible to God for your decisions and your life, Okay. When you cross that line and you say, I want to force you to do what I determine is best, you are now a tyrant. You are a despot. You have become utterly immoral. I don't care how you cloak that lust for power in righteous terminology. I just want to help you. I just want to save you. You know, you're making bad decisions. These people need to be guided to make better decisions. That's a a huge point for Cass Sunstein. He's really into that. We, We just have to guide people to make better decisions. No, no, I don't need your guidance, and I don't want it. It violates the golden rule, you see. It's not just that it's immoral. It's immoral for a specific reason. When you try to force other people to do something, you are treating them in a way you would strongly object if they turned around and did it to you. And, Sam, we have absolute literal proof of that. Look at all the laws that shield politicians from having to do the things they make us do, okay? 
The state enjoys sovereign immunity. Okay, right now, Andrew Cuomo is guilty of thousands of deaths of people he forced into nursing homes where they died in the shamdemic. Okay, he is responsible for that. What do you think Cuomo would say if any of us tried to force him and his relatives into a nursing home? All right. What will other politicians, we've had such prime examples of this all during this pandemic, politicians who tell us we can't go out to restaurants, it's not good for us, we might get sick, and then they're caught red-handed like Gavin Newsom in California, going into a restaurant spending $800 a plate. There he was, whining and dining, no social distancing, no masks but telling all the hoi polloi in California, all his surf, now you can't do this. I'll do it, but you can't. Okay. Well, and even Joe Biden got caught going to an event without a mask on. And when people brought it up to him, he's just like, hey, you know what? We got bigger fish to fry. More important things to discuss there, Becky. Come on, man. Give me a break. See? Um, (laughs) These people violate the golden rule with every law they pass. Do you think Biden wants anyone telling him to wear a mask? Absolutely he doesn't, okay? The only person he'll allow to tell him what to do is himself. That makes him a dictator because he wants to tell all of us what to do every minute of our lives, right? Utterly immoral because he is flouting the golden rule, right? Sam, the Bible is very, very clear about what is moral and what isn't. And the state, one of the reasons I am so absolutely opposed to political government is because it violates scripture in many, many different passages, okay? Are we told don't steal? One of the big ten, in fact, we're not allowed to steal from each other. How does government finance itself? It steals. It relabels it. It calls it taxation, but it is still theft. It is taking our money from us without our permission, okay? And this silly little scam they have going where you go and vote, does not mean that that justifies the theft, okay? I don't vote. I boycott the state, all right? Even those people who do vote may go and vote against the levy, and then their taxes are still taken from them. That makes it theft. Ladies and gentlemen, they say what's the difference between a libertarian and an anarchist? And the answer is a couple of election cycles, they say. <laughs> Hang tight, folks. Sam Bushman, Becky Akers on your radio. Can you handle the conversation? The Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man, but by God. The foundation maintains a twofold focus. First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, education, conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? Please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3 founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission, morallaw.org. The spirit of the American West is live and well in Range Magazine. 
the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues affecting the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like the 2021 Real Buckaroo Calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. Well, my mom smokes and my dad smokes, and I saw them smoking, so I tried it. They're telling me not to smoke, but they smoke themselves. When it comes to smoking, are you sending mixed signals? But when you teach someone a certain way to do things, and you go back on that certain way, it sends mixed signals to the person that they're trying to teach. The parents need to be the example. Smoking. If you think you're old enough to start, you're smart enough to stop. A public service message from this station and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Oh uh, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, that's how it was in America's founding. They had serious debates, serious agreements and disagreements, but they uh, remained for the most part fairly civil. And they didn't try to use the government as a wedge and then use the government to pull the lever in their favor to lord over those who, whom they disagree with. I'll tell you that right now. All right. So uh, now there's a big battle between Senator Ted Cruz and Congresswoman uh, Acacia-Cortez. <laughs> AOC to Ted Cruz. Hey, you almost had me murdered three weeks ago. GOP Congressman Chip Roy jumps into the mix. He's from Texas. He demands that AOC apologize for saying that about Ted Cruz. Media Research Center wants, I guess, AOC's Twitter account suspended over the fiasco. And so there the battle rages. So there's a big old battle about what you can say and what you can't say. And I find this interesting. If, if okay, C.O. Cortez believes she was almost murdered by Ted Cruz a couple weeks ago, she can say and think that if she wants to. I think she's goofy. I don't think Ted Cruz was trying to murder Ocasio Cortez at all, um, because it all goes back to the Capitol where um, you know Cruz and Trump and others were saying, "Hey, let's go in and hold our congressmen and women accountable." And then the breach happened by thugs who violated, in my opinion, all morality and destroyed private property. And hey, the bad guys should be stopped for sure. But that doesn't change the reality that good people were there trying to do a good thing. Uh, Cruz and Trump and others were advocating for accountability here and. Um, anyway, the, the battle goes on, but I'm not defending Ocasio-Cortez because I, I think she's up in the night crazy. Okay. Um, however, I think she has the right to say that if she thinks that and believes that. And Ted Cruz has the right to say you're high on crack too. Okay. But I don't think we ought to take people off Twitter and censure people and okay, do all these crazy things. Hey, are they afraid of what somebody says? Who cares if whacked out Cortez says that Ted Cruz is trying to kill her? It isn't true. There's no facts behind it or evidence. If it's really true, a case of Cortez, then you go ahead and you know file a, a, a case against Ted Cruz. See how far you get discussion. Uh, but all I'm telling you is a very interesting uh, battle. And what's a, the, what's a threat? And the reason that I spend so much time on this, Becky, is Pretty soon what they're going to do is start to literally reduce speech they don't like. They're already started on it, but they're going to pull out the steroids on this one. Yeah, and Marxists have to, because if you look at their philosophy, it is completely anti-reality. Okay, Marxism is, as I mentioned before, a false 
religion. It is a parody of Christianity. That makes it a cult, and like any cult, it has to deny reality, okay? So, for instance, when Mark says, uh, to, from each according to his ability, to each according to his need, okay, this defies reality. This is not how human nature functions, all right? Each of us knows we strive for our own advancement. We strive to protect and defend and promote those people we love and care about. And why we wouldn't have, we, by the way, Becky? This is what I'm saying. This is human nature. Why would we care about the neighbor's child and the neighbor's child eating ahead of our own? Now, once our own families can secure, then yes, human nature is such that we care about those immediately around us in need. But if it comes to a choice between your child eating and the neighbor's child eating, I know what 99% of you will do, and that remaining 1% is a criminal, okay? Your own children are your first and primary responsibility. And fortunately, the Lord has constructed us so that that's an easy priority to follow. We want our own families and we want ourselves to thrive ahead of all others. Marx comes along and says, uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. It's going to be a collective. We're all going to strive for each other. This does not work. This is a denial of human nature, a denial of reality, and that's why this whole idea in Marxism that the state will eventually wither away is a complete and utter lie. It will not ever wither away because it's got to stay there and force people to act against their own self-interest. Anytime you have a Marxist economy and a Marxist society, you are going to have an enormous totalitarian state because it is against reality. It is against human nature. Okay, so all that we're seeing right now. And the now, only way they can hold on to that power and keep the lie going is to have that massive state in and place. That means the state, Sam, and to quash dissent because you'll have people coming along and pointing out, hey, wait a minute. This is not only denying morality, it is an attack on reality. This is not how humans behave. So you've got to squelch all free speech. This is why every communist country is a dictatorship. This is why no communist country allows a free press. This is why Kim Il-jung, or whichever one it is now in North Korea, I always get them all confused. Uh, this is why the Kim family for three generations has completely suppressed all contact with the outside world, because once North Koreans see the outside world, they will have graphic evidence that they have been fed lies and that their philosophy on which they base their entire society is completely opposed to reality. This is not how the world functions. So, Sam, of course, with Marxists taking over the country, with Marxists forcibly imposing their philosophy on us, we are going to see more and more and more punishment of anyone who speaks out against it, anyone who tries to present reality to the people caught in this web. This is why the capital protesters are being persecuted and hounded and arrested and imprisoned. And by the way, all of us, I don't care where you are in the political spectrum, all of us should be terrified of what is happening to these 150, 200 people, okay? They are being made scapegoats and examples. We have constitutional amendments that explicitly pro prohibit that, all right? They're being made scapegoats and, and uh, examples to show us what happens when we protest against the state. 
and ladies and, and ladies and gentlemen, if we lose the, the ability to uh, push for a redress of grievance via the courts, if we lose our ability to protest openly and freely, uh, then you know what? We're in serious, serious trouble in America. In fact, they're setting the stage for this debate to be everywhere as they push for civil war. I don't want this. I'm just telling you that's what they're pushing for. Here's the headline that kind of articulates this. Newsmax was defending Trump quite a bit, and then they, were, they, they got a lawsuit against them and said, you better shut up. So Newsmax caved, which I'm not surprised. Chris Reddy has already been a big backer of Hillary Clinton and everything else, so the genuineness card needs to come out on this reality check. Nevertheless, a Newsmax segment featuring my pillow CEO, Mike Lindell, quickly devolved into chaos on Tuesday. And it resulted in the host, Bob Sellers, literally walking off the set while the um, interview was going on. And what happened was Mike Lindell started to talk about vote fraud and dishonest elections. And they said, hey, we don't have any proof of that. So you got to back off. And Mike kept going back to it, kept going back to it, to where the point is the host just absolutely melted down. (laughs) It devolved into chaos. And host Bob Sellers literally got so frustrated, so angry, just walked off his own show in the middle of it. Now, usually the guest walks out because they're being abused. In this case, the host couldn't even take Mike Lindell doubling down on vote fraud. Okay, this is supposed to be Newsmax. They're the guys that said, we'll stand up and tell you the truth about all this when CNN and Fox and everybody else won't. We will trust us. And now they've already caved and melted down so much so to where Mike Lindell expresses his own personal opinion after being invited on their show. They shut him down. And because he won't shut up, they literally walk off the set. Can you believe this, Becky? (laughs) Well, this is typical of Marxists and any cult. Okay, you present people with the facts. You present them with truth. And and they can't cope because their ability to reason and to discern reality has been destroyed by their years in the Marxist ideology. I've noticed that with a great many Marxists, Sam, um, that I've debated, they cannot reason. They cannot follow a logical argument. And I firmly believe Marxism gets in and destroys their ability to reason. You know, think about uh, a person at Jonestown. Uh, the massacre the, the, in Diana, okay? Do you think you could have reasoned with that person and said to them, Jim Jones is a false god to you? He's going to be detrimental to you. He's going to convince you to kill yourself and your kids. Uh, you know, even if the signs were all there, do you think you could get any of them to believe you? Likewise, you are not going to get Marxists to believe reality when they have spent often lifetimes denying facts. There you have it. I mean, it's just amazing what's happening now. Former White House press secretary, Kaylee McEnany. I know people think that she's just ready to take on the press like you've never seen and she gets after it and all that kind of stuff. But her history might be informative for you. She signed a contract now after Trump lost, if you will. I say due to fraud, and I can say that on my own show. I'm entitled to my opinion on this. Anyway, she signed a contract beginning working at Fox News. Prior to this, she was a conservative commentator on CNN, and she got her start in the media at Fox News. Interesting, huh? Protecting your liberties. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. You 
USA Radio News with Lance Pry. Two FBI agents were fatally shot through a door and three agents were wounded in a shootout as they executed a child pornography search warrant in Sunrise, Florida on Tuesday morning. FBI Director Christopher Wray identified the deceased agents as Special Agent Daniel Alfin and Special Agent Laura Schwarzenberger. The subject of the warrant is also dead. The Senate confirmed Alejandro Mayorkas as President Biden's Department of Homeland Security Secretary. The former Deputy Homeland Security Secretary will be the first immigrant to hold the top spot. The White House announced that it will start shipping coronavirus vaccines directly to retail pharmacies. It also includes ongoing deliveries to states, increasing weekly supplies of shots nationwide to 11.5 million doses. The United Nations Security Council has failed to condemn Monday's coup in Myanmar after a two-hour-long emergency meeting failed to secure the support of China, a key Myanmar ally. This is USA Radio News. It's totally normal to be constipated with belly pain, straining, and bloating again and again. No way. You could have a chronic condition called irritable bowel syndrome with constipation, or IBSC. Linzess, or linaclotide, is a prescription that treats IBSC in adults. Linzess works differently than laxatives to help relieve belly pain and let you have more frequent and complete bowel movements. Individual results may vary. Do not give to children less than 6, and it should not be given to children 6 to less than 18. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. Talk to your doctor today. You may be able to save on Linzess and make fewer trips to the pharmacy. See if you're eligible to pay as little as $30 for 90 days. Visit Linzess.com or call 1-800-LINZESS. Sponsored by Abbey and Ironwood Pharmaceuticals. Keeping an eye on China, USA Radio News' Tim Berg gives us an update. Recent confrontational action by China toward regional rivals Taiwan and India are examples of the communist regime in Beijing challenging new American President Joe Biden. That's according to China expert Gordon Chang. Chang, author of the book The Coming Collapse of China, also tells Fox News. Well, Biden right now, you know, the Chinese are testing him, but they don't really have to lift a finger to do this because he's giving them everything that they want. You know, we have seen this, for instance, with uh, joining the Paris Accord, rejoining the World Health Organization, his January 26th memorandum on xenophobic attacks, which he blamed President Trump for xenophobia in the United States. Um, The list goes on and on. And we've really got to be concerned because China is looking right now and thinking it's going to get everything. From the USA Radio News Phoenix Bureau, I'm Tim Berg. USA Radio News. Promoting God, family, and country. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Radio. So Kaylee McEnany, everybody believes, is like a hard-hitting reporter brought in by Trump. But the revolving door, ladies and gentlemen, swings open and swings wide between government and the media, as it always has. And this is even more evidence of the reality check. Looks like uh, Kaylee McEnany, uh, I guess she got her... You know, she cut her teeth at Fox. She then went to CNN as a political commentator, and and then she went to government, and now she goes right back to Fox. (laughs) There you have it. It's interesting. She signed a contract, and the the revolving door uh, swings wide, that's for sure. Thought would highlight that for you. I'm not saying that Kaylee never did any good at all. She took them on pretty good. But um, you know what? Her roots and her origins and her history is very informative. 
to say the least. By the way, Lynn Wood, he's one of the attorneys, Becky, who filed dozens of lawsuits uh, yeah. talking about uh, election fraud. I guess he's reportedly under investigation now for voting illegally. <laughs> now they say for potentially voting illegally. Now here's what I find interesting about this discussion. Lynn Wood blatantly admitted that he voted illegally, and he said he did it on purpose to prove that it's not only possible but doable. So the point is it was part of his lawsuit. He believed that illegality uh, is possible and was taking place, so he voted illegally to back up the point. So what they want to do, let me get this straight, because I'm kind of stupid here, Becky, but maybe you can help me think through this. So (laughs) they want to tell you there's no illegal voting, but yet he voted illegally, and they're going to prosecute him for it. (laughs) Hello, operator. How does that work? There's no illegal voting. You're lying about that. It isn't true. But you voted illegally, sir. <laughs> I mean, um, what, what the heck's going on around here? Sam, remember <laughs> that Marxists deny reality. Yes, they, they do. Deny- that's how a Marxist relying on the Hegelian dialectic, that's how they can hold those two contrary ideas in their head. Well, sure, he voted illegally, but there's no illegal voting. But we got to prosecute him because he committed a crime because there is no legal, illegal voting. Okay, this is how Marxists reason. This is proving my point. These people are not grounded in reality. They see things that aren't there. They try to to foist a reality on the rest of us that is not true, that does not correspond with the facts. We have got to resist these people with every fiber of our being unless we want to get sucked into the cult, too. And it it reminds me, Sam, I'm sure you've mentioned – this fellow, I don't recall his name offhand, but the guy who posted a meme on Twitter, I believe it was, and told people you can vote by uh, just emailing. Yeah, you got to do is email him, man, and we'll turn in your vote for you. Right. I mean, this is so <laughs> hilarious, and he's being prosecuted as a criminal. But hold on. <laughs> hold on. If nobody voted that way, what? How? there's no harm, no foul, right? Again, this is the Marxist way of looking at things, an utter defiance of reality. The fact that there is no crime doesn't matter to them. It also points out the sacred nature with which Marxists view government, okay? They think government is God. They think government feeds us. Government guarantees we have good water to drink. Government provides the road. Government provides the school. All our blessings come from government, not God. And therefore, the state is central to our lives. All of the um, ceremonies that we go through at church, the state has corresponding ceremonies. Remember I said, Marx did this as a parody, okay? One of their sacraments is voting. You don't dare mock voting or make fun of it, or do anything that upsets the apple cart like this guy did, or you pay for it. You will be burned at the stake for your blasphemy against voting. Same thing with jury duty. Same thing with uh, going to public schools. This is your civil right, okay? Civil rights are sacred because they are rights that the state gives us, okay? They're not natural rights. They are rights the state. Now, they sometimes the state will co-op a natural right and say, yeah, that's a civil right, but that doesn't alter the fact that civil rights are dependent on the state. 
This is why the whole civil rights movement from the 1960s was Marxist. It put the state at the center. It said, these rights come to you not from God, but from the state. You have a civil right to go into any business you want to, regardless of how the owner feels about it. And you have the right to be served. Okay, that is straight out of Marx. That is not a natural right. The natural right is the property rights of the owner. He has the right to keep anyone out of his business that he doesn't want into it. We are seeing this today, Sam. We see black-owned businesses enforcing their natural rights against the rest of us when we have civil rights, okay? Which one trumps? Obviously, when you are black and you have certain civil rights that the state has given you to go into any business, but now you own the business, you hate Whitey after all his years of oppressing you and you want to keep Whitey out, what do you do? You're not going to find that any civil rights warrior is going to enforce or keep you um, abiding by natural rights, okay? This is just such a rabbit hole for Marxism, and we need to be aware of that. We need to contest it every place we find it. Yes, we do, ladies and gentlemen. And I find it fascinating about this whole discussion. So Lynn Wood says there's voter fraud, illegal voting, and they say, no, you're lying. Shut up, sit down. And now they prosecute him for filing an illegal vote. Well, if they prosecute him, they prove the illegal vote existed. If they prove the illegal vote existed, then they admit there's illegal voting. Uh, you know, how dumb am I? But yet, you know, they here's the deal. They can lie and have it both ways because the media affords them this privilege. Nobody catch, catches them in these dishonest, uh, intellectually dishonest reality checks that I catch them in. And if we had enough people across the country that could understand and think through these things, we could call a halt to their con game. Uh, the problem is the people are so propagandized and so plugged into the matrix of dishonest uh, media uh, to where it's it's almost impossible to help the people think through this. But I would maintain to you that, hey, on Newsmax, this Mike Lindell, he has every right to say he thinks there's vote fraud. If you don't want to discuss it with him, don't invite him on your program. All right? YouTube demonetizes WorldNet Daily for defending Trump supporter Mike Lindell. David Capillion writes this piece. So now you have WND being demonetized by YouTube because YouTube's mad because, well, WND says Mike Lindell has every right to say and think and believe as he chooses. Well, we're going to shut you down now, WorldNet Daily, says Google. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this is where the battle goes. And you could say, well, Google's a private company. They can do what they want. Well, they're a publicly traded company that got their start and their funding from government black operations in bed with government schools, collegiate world, in bed with Pentagon and black op military money, in bed with big tech. And that's how they created this behemoth that we're dealing with um, that's that's the tyrannical Internet right now. Um, You know, that's that's the reality. And then you got congressmen and senators going, we're going to get to the bottom of this. You know, we're going to look into the free speech violations here. And it's all a big old theater theater style sham. Uh, is what it is, Becky. Absolutely. Uh, the idea that government can ever look into something and give us justice is just ludicrous. All right. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. It's just, it's just shocking of what we deal with um, on a daily basis, ladies and gentlemen. 
All right, for example, NBA shuts down reporter asking hoops stars about China. So they're going, hey, what about your, the NBA's tie to communism? And they just shut down the reporter. Um, Steph Curry dodges China controversy. ESPN quick to criticize America. Silent on China's real human rights abuses. Yeah, mask slip, if you will. Charles Barkley admits that it's all about community dollar team money. Interesting stuff, Becky. Yes. Yes. It's, uh, um, you know, again, anybody who wants to know the Marxist game plan, just read about Marxist takeovers in other countries, and you'll see all of this is simply history repeating itself. This is how they always react. This is how they subjugate people. Um, Sam, I, I find it fascinating how the state wants to bring all sorts of violence against us. It wants to imprison people who were trying to uh, compel Congress to honor its constitutional obligation and to ensure a free and fair election. Okay, it's going to kidnap those people. It's going to put them in cages. And yet it constantly warns us that we had better not trust any sort of self-defense against the violent acts. So it's always a one-way All right, ladies and gentlemen, one segment left with Becky Akers. Hang tight. Hard-hitting talk at your fingertips. corner having a time out until mom comes to talk to me all i did was cut my sister's hair i was just trying to help i guess mom didn't like how i did it in a minute she'll be back and ask me if i know what i did was wrong maybe i shouldn't have cut her hair and she'll say we all make mistakes because we're just learning about stuff and she'll give me a hug and we'll end up talking about more stuff No matter what you talk to your kids about, love is what they'll hear. I really like Mom's timeouts, and I think she likes them too. Yeah, I think they help her remember how much she loves me. A thought from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Visit us at mormon.org. I have a question. Can a nation conceived in liberty carry its head high if it denies protection to the youngest and most vulnerable of its citizens? Can a country founded on God-given rights continue to thrive without understanding that life is a precious gift from our Creator? I believe that great nations and great civilizations spring from a people who have a moral compass. I don't think a civilization can long endure that does not have respect for all human life, born and not yet born. I will be in earnest. I will not equivocate, and I will not excuse. I will not retreat an inch, and I will be heard. One thing I promise you, I will always take a stand for life. 
begging politicians, bureaucrats, and educrats, and all do-getters to please obey the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. This is Liberty Roundtable. All right, it's running off the rails in so many ways, ladies and gentlemen. The good news is we we still trust in our God. That's where the answers and the peace lie, ladies and gentlemen. God family country. But the headline says two supermarkets in Southern California permanently close. Kroger, the parent company of Rouse, and Food for Less after Long Beach City. I guess the Long Beach City Council there mandated a, listen to this, a hazard pay increase of $4 per hour, I guess, for some workers. Uh, And uh, bottom line is the two stores just responded and say, fine, we'll close next. They're literally destroying America. They say that 30% of small business is already gone due to the last year of the, quote, dishonest pandemic lies. Uh, and now you got two massive grocery stores just forced to increase pay by four bucks an hour, and then they're just like, forget it, and they just close the stores. I'm telling you, we're creating a train wreck, Becky. Yes, and that is part of the plan. Um, that's what Marxists want. They want all of us dependent on them. That's why you're seeing increase that are dependent on the state. Uh, this is why you're seeing increased calls for the UBI, Universal Basic Income. Um, it's an attempt to drive small business out of business. The only employer will be the state. Um, so we have to bring people into dependency on government. This is the Marxist dream, the Marxist plan, and we need to fight it with every fiber of our being. I almost don't know how to respond to this, though. You literally have two grocery stores closed in Long Beach. You literally have all these businesses. They're going to flat-out destroy business completely. And then, then they're going to push for a universal basic income. Everybody will be on the dole by force. Hopefully, Sam, the hungry people of California will rise up against these monsters and despots and dictators before we've they've reached that stage. Oh, boy. Anyway, I find that quite interesting to say the least. Now... There's a staggering amount of money going to be spent on V-Day, Valentine's Day coming up. What is it, February the 14th there? They say a staggering amount of money is expected to be spent this year. That's according to a new study by Wallet Hub. The Romantic Day is expected to come with a price tag that's just shocking this year. You want to guess, Becky? <laughs> I don't have any idea. <laughs> Billions? Yeah, yes. Twenty one point eight billion dollars. <laughs> and I just look at that and I go, Are you kidding me right now? Now I get right near loved one, your uh, you know, husband, wife, whatever, girlfriend, boy, a card. I get maybe going out to dinner, spending some time together or whatever, or doing something, you know, kind of small but but meaningful or whatever. I don't have any problem with that, but twenty one point eight billion dollars? Yeah. And we're going to be able to spend that kind of money on that kind of a day, and then we're going to say, well, by golly, people are hurting. Better have government bail them out. You know, Sam, I look on Valentine's Day the way I do Mother's Day and Father's Day, and that is if you are blessed enough to have a spouse, a betrothed, a father, or a mother, every day should be a day of honor for them. 
you should strive every day to make sure that person knows how valued and beloved he is or she is. Um, to set one day aside, treat the person well, and then the rest of the year ignore them or act like they, you know, are your enemy or fight or are you, whatever. It's insanity. All that these days do is reinforce for people who have lost their parents or lost their spouse how sad their situation is. And I, for one, don't very much get off on either Valentine's Day, Mother's Day, or Father's Day. I have a beautiful husband. He treats me like a queen every day of the year. If he doesn't get me chocolates on Valentine's Day, I couldn't care less. The important thing to me is he loves me unconditionally all year round. And I would speak to wives who get upset when husbands forget your birthday or your anniversary or Valentine's Day. Men just aren't wired for this kind of stuff. And to insist that he must conform to your way of doing it doesn't show very much love to him in my book. I agree. And I think that the day should be spent on time with one another and building memories that last. Absolutely. I, I bring this up because one of the things that my wife does for me on Father's Day is she has a, a, um, a program that she does. And in the program, we do a variety of different things. So we have a Father's Day dinner together as a family, and we chat and talk and eat. And, and then we do a program. And my kids, as they were little, would sing to me and, or play the piano and kind of work on their talents and share them with Dad. And uh, they would do little jokes that would kind of make fun of some of Dad's, um, uh, what do you call them, idiosyncrasies that I have or whatever else. Not in a, in a mocking way, but a, a teasing way like one time. Uh, so I'm an IT guy for a living by day. I do IT, right? And so my boys... Uh, pretended they were from the, uh, uh, the the what is it, squad or whatever, the, the IT squad from. Right. Um, anyway, and so they were joking, and they were coming in and helping me fix my computer. And so they were they were <laughs> joking, but they were using Dad's phrases and acting like Dad's tools, but they were supposedly the, the fix-it squad for my computer. And so they do these little skits and gimmicks and, and loved ones, and they write me poems and poems about Dad or memories of Dad or different things like that. And we sing songs together. And, it doesn't really cost any money, but, oh, man, it's a load of fun. We're on, like, the 25th one or something like that. We've been doing this for a long time. Uh, and, and those things, to me, are what the days are about, Becky. Yes, yes. That, because they show the love, and they're spending time, and their priorities are in the right order, that their family comes first after the Lord. So um, I, I just feel so sorry for men uh, when they are held up. You know, it, it's extortion almost. If you love me, you're going to go out and spend a lot of money on me today. I don't think so. And I, I just don't understand women that do this to men they say they love. So um, I'm a, a big proponent, Sam, of doing exactly what your family does. They spend time with you. They show you they love you by thoughtful gestures, not by spending a ton of money that they don't have. Um, and, I, you know, we don't have a ton of money in the first place. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's Most not like we have it to spend. But my point is that we're gaining so much more from the memories. And yeah. one year my wife even did a flashback uh, one where we reviewed some of the ones we did before because it chronicled the children growing up uh, and their lives and their changes. You know, when they're really little, they think and say these things, which are funny. And when they get older, they kind of have a different understanding and perspective and um and it's so it's not just about me as a father, but it's about all of us. Uh, right. And so it, it, it we you know we learned and focused on the children growing up and the changes they made in their lives. And and so even though it's a Father's Day program, it's not really only about me. 
It's about all of our lives together. And to me, yeah. that's even more valuable. It's invaluable. Yes. Wow. Anyway, I, I find that fascinating. And I just can't comprehend $21.8 billion. And then we think in America that we got to bail everybody out. we got to have another stimulus because there's no money. Well, if there's no money, maybe we ought to not spend $21.8 billion on this holiday that we can't afford, maybe. How, how revolutionary is that, Becky? That's another, this whole stimulus crap. Um, I'm constantly amazed that Americans don't understand that the government is giving them back their own money. They stole it from you in the first place. You're not making anything on this. It's another huge scam, just like the shamdemic is a huge scam. And for, for Americans to be this dumbed down, that they actually think that the politicians care about them and politicians are giving them money. No, they are giving back to you what they stole from you in the first place. And Sam, it just it speaks very eloquently of how dumbed down the population has become that they can't reason this through and can't reason through the fact that when the government gives you something, it's giving you stolen plunder, stolen loot. Government has no money except for what it takes from us. So anything it gives you, it has taken either from you or from someone else. It's at best a scam, and at worst it's theft. And you are responsible to Almighty God if you are one of those people demanding further increases from government, further money from government. If you're living on government, you are living on stolen plunder. And the Lord will judge you even if the law doesn't. It's shocking. I don't, I don't really know what to think about it. All right, Amazon CEO Jeff Bezos get a step down, and Andy Jassy, J A S S Y, I think that's Jassy, to step up and fill the position. I guess they say that Jeff wants to focus on his media ventures. Isn't that interesting? When Trump might get into the media, and I mean, again, revolving door, big business, media, big tech, government, media, big tech, government. Uh, military. I mean, it all goes around in this big old money fest. Becky? Yes, it's all totally corrupt. It's all the same people involved all the time. Um, these people are not going to listen to us, though, Sam. They're, the only thing they're going to heed is force, because that's the language they deal in. And we are going to have to force them to leave us alone. And as much as I uh, would not want to see a war come I don't think there's any other way out of this other than an uprising, a civil war, a revolution, a uh, restoration, whatever you want to call it. By the way, all the talk about different states seceding, I know in Texas it's getting pretty serious. Understand that also will lead to war. Marxists do not allow people to voluntarily disassociate with them. So if you're backing uh, secession, because you think that'll avoid a civil war, you are sadly mistaken. Secession is great. I'm all in favor of it, but I'm just telling you and warning you that will not avoid a war. I know you're right. I just pray different, and I want to act different, and I want to do all that I can to make sure that I'm not the guy that advocates and promotes, that I'm the guy that points people to Christ. I'm the guy that points people to God, family, and country. I'm the guy that points people to the uh, to limited proper of government 
I'm the guy that points people to the private sector. I'm the p- guy that points people to the real solutions. And I know come what may eventually we'll be forced to defend ourselves. I understand all that, and I don't disagree with that, and I say that's necessary. I'm not so wimpy for the reality. But I want to be the guy that does all that I can within the realm that I have. As long as every day is peaceful, I'm going to advocate for peace. Uh, and, and, and when it comes, if it comes, I pray that it doesn't. But when it does, I'm going to be the guy that's, that's um, you know what, I didn't want it. I'll do what needs to be done, but I didn't want it. Let that be the record, Becky. I often think of the words of Captain John Parker at Lexington. If they mean to have a war, let it begin here. That's our attitude. These people are forcing us. They are compelling us to defend our very livelihoods. And remember, when they're after your jobs, they're after your life. Okay? We're going to have to defend our lives, our livelihoods, our family, our freedom. There's nothing else they're going to listen to other than bullets and force. And they are the ones forcing it, not us. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen, hard-hitting talk. Can you handle the discussion? You may agree or disagree with a lot of it. But I'll tell you one thing you better understand. This is America. We have the right for these discussions. We have the right to our opinions and our beliefs. Okay? Uh, And you know what? This idea that everybody's going to sue us over our own thoughts and opinions and beliefs is criminal at the least. It should not be tolerated. This is America, ladies and gentlemen, not China. And I have my opinions to which I'm entitled by God to them. Thank you very much. Same with Becky Akers. Bless her and her life. God save the republic. Thanks, everybody.